Fuckers, how are you doing today? I hope it's been all right for you so far. And if not, let's maybe make it a little bit better. So last time we talked about those periods in life when you maybe get out of some real shit and expect your life to skyrocket again in the aftermath. You've been doing all this work. You've survived the rough waters. And you know you're ready to jump back into really living with a new outlook and new intentions for yourself. Only to find out that you're fucking stalled and stagnant every day for a seemingly inexplicable reason. You just can't seem to follow through on what you know you should do. And life starts to feel very out of control. Slash, can I even do this? Well, I pause it. That's uh, due largely in part to one, our DAM, the DMN, Default Mode Network, which is keeping us in fearful states, whether or not we even know the reason or can detect the subsequent changes in ourselves once those freaked out programs are activated. And number two, those trauma-derived programs themselves. Memory systems, behaviors, dominant thoughts, perspectives, and emotions that are all bundled together and once activated can be very sticky, very difficult to shut back down. Not to mention, they tend to have oppositional instructions between each other, so they fight for power in our brains, leaving us with that awesome trauma-born ADHD problem mental scattering, confusion, intermittent overdrive and freeze responses, and so much inner criticism, we feel like we might just implode. And these, my fuckers, these programmed clusters of perspectives, behaviors, and recollections are parts, parts of your being that have been shuttled off into dark, dank rooms inside of yourself. You know, like for good reason, because they were or are still assessed as dangerous or shameful, and then you tried to hide them from light or from your own awareness. <laughs> so the parts that we shame and blame, we try to squirrel away. They live on inside of us as these pockets of thoughts about how much we suck, along with all of the associated memories. Remember, those memories are probably going to come up with full force as disjointed sensory recollections as we relive them while they emerge, thus making them as vivid and seemingly current moment relevant as the hand held right in front of your fucking face. For instance, do you have a distinct memory of a humiliation that you try to avoid have you noticed that you try to avoid that memory very obviously, but you also seem to have lost the characteristics of self that ever went hand in hand with that whole story? Whatever you were deeply into at the time, whatever social circle you were breaking into, whatever behaviors that version of you used to regularly enact have apparently dampened in your life or disappeared altogether. Have you seen this? Right. Now, don't trigger the fuck out of yourself. Just answer slowly. But 
Do you have any deeper, more traumatic memories that fit the same bill? The person you were when that important person in your life passed away, for instance, feels like they've been lost, like you've been lost. But then again, do you also feel like any stimuli that reminds you of that period of life, the lost one, will immediately bring back those thoughts, feelings, and behaviors again? You find yourself thrown back into that same state of mind, even taking similar actions to your own chagrin as if that event just happened and you're living in a Groundhog's Day nightmare. Right. I think I can feel that anyways, even just describing it. I've got parts in mind. Those are parts. And it is that simple. It is memories that you don't want to touch. Don't overthink it. P.S. I would assert that everyone has parts. The difference in presentation just depends on the person's degree of integration, the material in those pieces, and how those parts were developed. So some of us have many parts. Some of us have just a few. Some of those parts are extensively developed, like large personality fragments that were embodied and then lost. Some of those parts are sort of vague and fleeting. We weren't that person for very long before the traumatic event, or we only shamed very specific pieces of ourselves for the unwanted events that took place. Some of us get absolutely lost in our parts. We even have entirely separate memory systems that create lapses in our awareness or self-identification. There's no cohesion of self. Some of us can be aware of our parts popping up at the same time as other parts are still engaged. And we might even witness them having conflict consciously as our brains flip back and forth between opposing programs. It all depends on how your brain developed to survive whatever it is that you've been through so far. But regardless, we should all get in touch with these pieces of us because we can't feel like a whole animal until we do, until we notice, name, come to peace with them, understand them, and find a way for our parts to coexist, until we realize why we've rejected or hidden them away, and big point, sorry, about to be real lame, forgive those iterations of us for whatever our old perspectives told us that they did wrong. For whatever fear and unsafety still lies in those memories and pieces of us. Until we do this, we'll continue to avoid all reminders of this pocket of brain cells. We'll continue shutting down our full emotional experience while only activating the most painful ones. We'll continue whittling down who we really are in order to feel the safest. Not realizing that we're living in self-created cages, which only seem safe due to familiarity all along. And we will eventually lose our full selves along the way. Or, again, I don't believe in permanently losing yourself. Let's say you'll make it increasingly difficult to have a full catalog of activatable neurons to choose from. The full brain contained us. 
the less we practice being the full us, the harder it is to engage all of those pieces again over time. And I hope you see that this is both one of the most confounding and defeating aspects of CPTSD, as well as a major recovery hurdle when left untreated. Though it's super painful to get in touch with these aspects of us that are associated with bad times, that reliving those memories again feels like a blowtorch to the brain. It's the only way to pull those recollections of life and disintegrated identities of self into one picture, to create a perspective that fully honors what you've seen and allows you to embody your experience fully. Knowing that the past is safely in the past, you have seen what you have seen, and you are a wholer, stronger, wiser individual now as a result. Plus, that you don't have to keep harboring the shit treasure chests of shame inside your brain and body any longer. And what a relief that is. These parts, they don't define you unless you let them continue to run rampant. So doing the inner work to discover, hear, and heal those parts, it is the way out of chronic PTSD, from my perspective. You don't have to live in fear of yourself or continual self-limitation anymore, but you do have to do the inner work to re-examine and recalibrate those portions of you, to understand what their weaknesses and strengths are, what they've seen, what information they contain, and how you can utilize all of it for your best self. If you don't, if you leave these parts disintegrated and sometimes fighting one another, you're banking on a life of continued self-bafflement, start and stop progress, recovery backslides, behaviors you are not so proud of, thoughts and emotions you can't escape. And with all of that, yeah, you're living in a life of self-limitation, number one, that's born of your past traumatic experiences. But you'll also see an abrupt drop in your life functionality, a whole new potential trauma as you fearfully assess yourself royally fucked in the head and incapable of getting back on course. The good news being, we're talking about loss of functionality and self-judgment along the way next. And if you're curious about your parts, <laughs> my friend, I have a great resource or three for you. Now, I mentioned this one already, but get the book Healing the Fragmented Self of Trauma Survivors or something like that by Janina Fisher. It's great. It'll help explain this a lot. And it's broken down in kind of experiential terms in the beginning, so you can see how this does sound like some of your journey so far. Second of all, yo, we've already put out a show or two on this public platform about parts. Hit those up. They're short and sweet and will help you understand a little bit better. And Tracely. The community is literally full of parts help, <laughs> both in the episodes that have already been released about parts and working with them, and in the private Discord community, where the community leaders are motherfucking experts on discovering and dealing with their own parts, and they help everyone do the same along the way. 
So till we speak again next time, just remember that you are not alone with your brain. You aren't the only one. And it isn't malfunctioning or unfixable. In the neuronal connection department, it might just be a little bit disintegrated. Luckily, there are ways to pull your cohesive self back together. So hail yourself and all your wildly adaptive, protective parts. Hail the journey that's gotten you here as your full self today. Hail a little mini deepening of this parts conversation that hopefully opens your brain up to a lot of the battles that you've been going through when recovery just hasn't been working. And hail Archie, who forced my child and mama bear parts to the forefront. Cheers, my nerds. I'll catch you here next week or sooner if you just can't wait. And till then, cheers, y'all. Bye-bye. Hey again, fuckers. I'm just popping in to mention some next steps that you can take to help yourself and this project to continue evolving. Got comments on anything presented here? Check out Spotify to answer community discussion questions for each show and to read responses from others. Subscribe to the private stream that's located there for a smattering of extra trauma talk episodes just to get a better idea of what we do here. Send in your voice recording or send an introductory DM wherever you find me. I love hearing from you and sharing your insights. For one of these avenues, just hit up Instagram at traumatized.motherfuckers and see semi-regular posts from me on all of the topics that we discussed here and beyond, especially that society trauma culture, bull nonsense, which has become a platform fave. If this show has helped you in any way, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. It helps this little land of misfit toys DIY effort enormously. And when you're ready to rethink how you think, to redraft your brain and make lifelong changes, I'll see you in the private community. Find it at patreon.com slash motherfuckers for hundreds of personal experience and academic research mashup episodes. If you're ready for it, jump into the closed-door Discord support community that you may have been looking for, full of folks who get it and are actively working towards their own recoveries. Why is it a closed community, you ask? To make sure that we're in a safe place where we have the resources we need for rewiring and none of the abuse re-immersion. That said, inflation may have rocked prices everywhere, but not here. Learn to support yourself and your life will flourish. Till then, take care out there, battling the cunt muffins rocking our inner and outer worlds. And I'll see you in the motherfucking fort. Hail yourself and cheers, y'all.